Coming up tonight, we begin by sharing the best way to turn off your gadgets, Dan's Instagram challenge, and the lameness of LinkedIn. Then we get into the week's tech news, including the demise of air power and the future of wireless charging. Stick around, a new episode starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 238, recorded April 1st, 2019. Stadia Arcadia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you for its 238th episode. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by a couple of guys with big haircuts and even bigger brains. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. I, hey, hey. I do have a big head. It's quite large. Microwave-sized, almost. Yes. I'm not insulting Colby. That's an inside joke. I just don't it's want anything I'm being cut. mean. It's a deep cut. You had to be there <laughs> in the cabaret. No, um, anyway, gentlemen, what's up? What's new? What's going on? What's the latest? The haps? The 411? The download? The news? The scoop? The plan? Oh, boy. The, Anything? Um, one of my, another one of my LED light bulbs died tonight. I was sitting eating dinner, and I thought, you know, you know how sometimes you might think the power's going out. It's like, oh, the lights just off, and then suddenly one of the lights was like, click, 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 click. You. Are you buying like? Are you sure these aren't like off-brand LEDs and they're like these LODs were the or rock something? Wire cutter recommendation in 2016, 2017. Uh, wow, are these supposed to last for like 40 years or something? Yes, I would legitimately check the wiring in your place. Isn't frying these bulbs? Well, is it is it in the same socket you lost the other bulb in? Actually, it's definitely in the same fixture. Uh. So maybe, but that, it, well, I, there's nothing I can do about that. Well, you can <laughs> maybe replace the fixture or replace the fixture. You're a handy guy. Uh, I don't know. I had to get a friend to help me replace the blinds in my apartment once. So I don't know how Oof. handy I am. One time Dan and I removed a light from the wall in his apartment and we, we only got electrocuted a little bit. <sighs> It's true. I now know what that feels like a little bit. <laughs> uh, I didn't know how to turn the electricity off. I'm, I, I still don't know if I knew how to do that in that apartment. Sean, we had the the actual fuses, the big suckers. The round you, ones? The round ones. It was oh, a yeah. box of those. What do you do? Just take them out to turn? No, right? Like, I don't know how to but work That's that. right. I forget you live in buildings constructed in 1683 pre-war sean yes exactly they won't tell you which war <laughs> that's not in the listing <laughs> just go to candles it's just easier whale fat mm. <laughs> there's a thought i can just carry a flashlight around i actually my phone has a flashlight on it i don't need there you go lights anyways just like adjust your sleeping schedule so you um, maximize your daylight hours and then you can right. just use your phone the rest of the just time. Just like, you know, the farmers used to do in the 1800s. Exactly. And then I, daylight savings will work for you. Oh. Right. You you get up at like five, six in the morning. You do your you feed the cows. You do whatever. You come back, take a nap. Then 
you eat and you keep going until you know seven eight o'clock and then you, you just turn in there's nothing more to be done you can't do anything else i like this i'll need to get one of those e-ink computers so that i can't be working when there's no light mm. because there's no backlight I don't know. I I think my my Kindle has a backlight. I wonder if those computers could have a backlight too. Sure, they could. But I have we talked about it before on the show. I want all my devices to be made out of e ink. I I think so. Yeah, that's what I want. The yeah, using those in the sunlight is so much better than. I think it'd be great. But, Colby, did you ever have one of the matte-displayed uh, MacBooks? Oh, MacBooks? No. Well, no. I don't think so. You only had the aluminum glossy jobs? So I definitely had the... the. <laughs> you know, I guess I did my first MacBook. Possibly the computer I had freshman year, but I don't know. No, I don't think so. We had one of the, like... The plastic shelled. I don't know if the plastic shells met screen. I'm curious if what it had. Um, yeah, I don't know. But those were pretty good. I will uh, say, I, I was thinking the other day, very legitimately, because I was thinking, about, well, I'm always thinking, like, what can we talk about on the show? But I was thinking, like, what semi-failed or failed tech gadget really should have been given a better shot. And I really was thinking about how much I loved my Pebble and the e-ink display on that because the battery life lasted forever and it worked really well and it looked good. And if only iOS hadn't been so damn stingy about letting them access their services, I think it would be legitimately a thing still. That was a great product. I think you're right, Sean. Didn't, who did they get acquired by or something? Yeah, Fitbit, Fitbit. bought them. Mm-hmm. But they just couldn't get traction with iOS users because it never worked well. Because just iOS wouldn't let them yeah, access the right systems. Stuff. No, it couldn't do anything other than you know buzz with the occasional alert. You couldn't interact with anything. You could get all of your notifications and that was it. Yeah, it was a bummer. Um, but the, but the idea of an e-ink watch is awesome because I thought it worked really well. Because you don't, what do you need a full color like LCD screen for on a watch? Come on, Sean, right. you, you don't pop open the Photos app on your Apple Watch <laughs> and take a look at some of the new photos that you've taken. <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. Oh, actually, here's a topic. I have two topics. Okay. Actually, and they're they're diametrically opposed. One. Is, Sorry, that was a Hamilton joke. <laughs> one is I'm going to try to post a picture of Instagram every day this month in the opposite of my August 2018 strategy of not going on social media at all for a month um, so far day one very successful many people liked my picture it of was the, a great picture <laughs> can, what's, your, what's, your, uh, what's your username on Instagram can we tell the people uh, is it Jazz Dan you don't even know oh not no it's jazz dan yeah it is okay um here i'll I'll put your photo up on the screen for the folks watching the video and i'm pretty sure that what happened is that everyone got all my friends got notification did you get a notification that said oh dan's posted on the instagram for the first time in a while no instagram lost notification privileges (laughs) 
uh, years ago. <laughs> okay. For them, for exactly that kind of bullshit. <laughs> uh. Okay, so that's my first topic. My second topic, which is kind of the opposite, and Colby, it sounds like you are already segueing into this, but speaking of like e-ink displays and using whale fat for light, do you have strategies for unplugging, for getting away from the technology? If you're, if you're feeling too... Like, you ever have one of those days where you're just on Twitter, like, half the day, and you're like, God damn it, like, this isn't how I should be living my life, and you know, I want to do something about it. What do you What do you do about it? What's your mm. strategy? So one thing I like to do is just take off my watch because I'm so used to the watch buzzing and not having to like pay attention to my phone. It's perfect. That's a good one. Just put it on the other side of the room and you're good to go. Sean, uh, I just try to avoid having free time. I just stay busy if I'm if I'm doing I like I really legitimately only check my phone when I'm bored. Like like if I'm like running errands and doing yard work and having lunch with people and doing stuff, it's then I actually almost never I don't even read my notifications um, when I'm busy. It's only when I'm bored. So I just try to schedule and keep my life busy and do stuff. Yeah, I used to be better when like there was a while where I I like Instagram was like the only social network I would go on mm -hmm. and I follow few enough entities on Instagram that my feed was like finite, like very finite. Mm -hmm. So like I just didn't go on that much cause there was nothing to see. And I wasn't going on Twitter at the time. I wasn't going on Facebook, which are the two you can scroll through indefinitely. Um, Instagram is working on letting you scroll indefinitely. I know, but I keep trying. I'll do everything I can to have it not be there. I like the check mark, the you're you're caught up check mark. That yeah, that's added. a nice feature. I am shocked that they did it, but honestly, I'm I'm super into it. Um, I forget what I was gonna say. Yeah, some days I I don't know. I mean, I'm back on Twitter now, which is lame. I mean, I, I appreciate you being it. back on Twitter, Colby. We all do. He never tweets anything, though. But his his moral support likes are are very much appreciated. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's yeah. what I like about your Twitter, Dan. Is you you do tweet not a lot, but you tweet enough, and it's always on things I completely don't understand, which is great. <laughs> Makes me feel smart. You're not excited it. about open tracing and open census merging, Sean? I'm I'm, I'm like whatever this is. It's pretty neat. <laughs> it's pretty nice. You, I, I was. Did you post the other day something like, uh, "Can someone do a a year end wrap 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 up wrap about <laughs> changes yes. in Java or JavaScript or something like that?" Yes, I've been, and I photoshopped and, in the code yes. to the Liz Lemon picture. Yes, and I was like, I don't get it, but at the same time, I do get it. So <laughs> I was, I was psyched. That was fun. I think that's the tweet uh, so far in 2018. Definitely the tweet I'm most proud of. It's a good one. It was pretty good. I I think for me, because I mean, I, I literally cannot stress this enough. I spend all day on social media at my desk at work. I am always on social media. I actually think that makes it easier for me to disconnect because it is so it's more like I can. It's easier for me to tally the time I'm not on social media than the time I am because I am always on. 
<laughs> so for me, it's a little bit easier, I think, to disconnect. It's weird. Yeah. I don't suggest anyone do that. And I wouldn't do it That's if great. I weren't paid to do it. Sounds pretty intense. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I decided, so last week I signed up for the Apple News Plus free trial, which mm-hmm. I haven't used at all. Um, but I did start using Apple News a little, and that has the same problem where you scroll indefinitely through like dozens of stuff. things you don't care about. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to dislike things aggressively, and it still shows me like celebrity gossip news. I don't know why. You you don't like celebrity gossip <laughs> news, Colby? No. If it's in People magazine, I'm probably not interested. <laughs> I don't like people. No. No. Is that like a robots magazine or like <laughs> yeah. a things magazine? Dogs magazine. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But now I'm thinking maybe we should should we all take the photo a day Dan challenge? Whoa. I'm gonna chuck Colby so hard under that bus. <laughs> I mean, there have been times when I posted on Instagram. I've stagrammed before. Bold statement. Yeah. <laughs> so here, okay, here's the thing that I'm struggling with, and if you're if you're considering coming into this challenge with me, I, I feel as though you should have a say in this. Should I have to post something to my Instagram proper, or would posting to the story be sufficient? Like, because I, I I I feel I don't know if it's kosher to post every day to my Instagram feed proper anymore. I think it is, as long as the content's somewhat relevant and because you don't do it all the time. Like, if you did it 365 times a year, I think it'd be much, but because it's one month, I think you're probably fine. I would say if you want to do stories, like, I'm going to make up an arbitrary rule for no reason and just say, like, I think at least half the month has to be real feed posts. Like, 15 minimum real feed posts, and if you want to throw a few stories in there, that's probably okay. But I just made that up. It's your rule. yeah, I like then if I feel like if I'm going to do it 15 out of 30 days, I might as well do it 30 out of 30 days. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, so, so if you so want to join me, it? you can. Do we have to use a hashtag? Yes, you have to use my hashtag. Dan posts a picture every day. <laughs> I think or whatever. That would be very funny. <laughs> Sean, why are you posting these photos? It says Dan posts a picture every day. <laughs> That can't be right. Dan posts a picture every day. That's right. You know what I'm going to do is I'm just going to repost whatever photo Dan posts and use the hashtag Dan posts a picture every day. Regram. It's accurate. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, I don't know. I'll try it maybe or maybe not. We'll see. My life's too boring. That's the problem. My life is so radically uninteresting. Well, see, that's uh, that's one of the things I'm curious about is like when when it comes like my Tuesdays and Wednesdays are almost always exactly the same. Tuesday, I get home. It's one of the days that I make dinner and then I practice piano and then I go to bed. And Wednesday, I get dinner somewhere else because then I have to go to piano practice and or uh, lessons and play the piano. So like. What am I going to post on those? I better find something interesting on the way to and from work. Or, But then it's like, okay, or I could post something from work. Well, I'm going to be there 20 out of those 30 days. So how many yeah. interesting work things are there to post? 
Right. I feel like you only get one post that's like, oh, I'm at piano lessons, and one other post that's like, oh, I'm practicing for piano lessons. Right. Right. Uh, but I, the good news is I am going to Sweden this month, so I'll have some... Okay. Just one taken care of. Some fodder. And then then the week after your trip, you can be like, look at this photo from when I was there last week. You can kind of stretch mm-hmm. it out a little bit. You know, oh, here's a photo of me packing for my trip next week. No, 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 no. That is illegal. That is illegal. I have to have taken the picture that day. Okay. Does it have to be that day or or like right then? What's the difference between that day and right then? Like, do you have to take the picture and then post it immediately or do you have to take the picture? I see. Yeah. So you could save it for, for the nighttime. Yeah. Cool. It's all about, Sean, I'm, I'm curious, what are the prime like hours on Instagram? If I really want to maximize my exposure here. The research I've done says between 12 and 2 Eastern is your best time to post. That has borne out. Okay. That was yeah. my, my thought. And it's different for different networks. LinkedIn, you want to post first thing in the morning. You want to be on there 7, 8 a.m. Eastern because mm-hmm. people check it when they come into work. But do you ever really want to be on LinkedIn? God, no. <laughs> oh, man. Don't get me started on LinkedIn. I despise I want, that I, cesspool tell, of give trash. Give it to me, Sean. I want to know more. Oh, my God. If I have to see another cheesy, uh, what this management guru has to say about sleep could benefit your business. And I'm like, oh, uh, stop. <laughs> you know, uh, ten, 10 tips every manager should know. And I'm like, this is trash. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's really dumb. Sean, Sean, if you had to self-title yourself uh, a guru... What would you be a guru of? I would probably be a guru guru. <laughs> I'm a guru on other gurus. Mm, that's a good guru to have. Also, guru guru sounds that's like a, like a frozen uh, yogurt place or something. <laughs> that's where the real money is, being a guru guru. Yep. Yep. I would, I would hold big fancy seminars, and it would be very lucrative. Nice. But I won't do that because I have dignity. I'm looking through my LinkedIn feed, and I don't have... I don't have much. Well, okay, here's, I'm like eight stories in, and the first ridiculous one I saw, which is actually a, a link from the New York Times, is what the what the failed all-female spacewalk tells us about the temperature in the office. Ugh. And then there's a, I mean, maybe it's an interesting article, but the other ones have all been like things that people have actually done and then like linking to stuff. No, oh, wait, here's one from the National Security Agency. Cyber, colon, the ultimate team sport. Join our team today. I don't know, sounds well, pretty great. Do you think, do you think that's tongue-in-cheek at all? Or, like... I, if so, their tongue is really into that shit. <laughs> cyber is a team sport. Data science, electrical engineering, computer engineering, cybersecurity, information sciences. That's the other kind of post I see all the time is always, today's my last day at Company X. I'm finally going to live my dream of being an entrepreneur. You know, it's like a photo of like a cardboard box on a desk. It, it's just trash. Hmm. I see that in a lot of roofing companies, but that's just my job. <laughs> <laughs> More than you ever wanted to know. Um, cool well anything else going on gentlemen nope those are my two things i took a uh i took a big tech challenge this week oh 
because Dan buys AirPods and he's trying those out. But I took one for the team. I took one for the show. I put my money where my mouth is. And I bought a car. Whoa! Is it a self-driving car? An automobile. You know, I asked asked the dealer, I said, how many of these are self-driving? And they just laughed and laughed and laughed. (laughs) They thought that was funny. And they they thought it was so funny. And then they politely asked me to leave. So I wasn't invited (laughs) back. How many uh, kilowatt hours range do you got in that bad boy, Sean? You know, my brother really was trying to get me to buy an electric car. He really, really (laughs) was. And I explained to him all the reasons that was a bad idea, and he was not having it. No, no. I want you to relitigate this with us, because from from where I'm standing, you live in the town where your company is, one town over? Oh, I'm a great candidate for the idea of an electric car. The big issue is... I'm not going to pay to install an electric charger in my house. Why not? Because it's expensive and I don't know how long I'm going to live. If I knew, I'm totally serious. If I knew I was going to live here for like 15 or 20 years, I would do it. And I'd even do the solar panels and I'd do the whole nine yards. But Mm. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So I don't want to do that investment. Because then you got to have someone come in and put it in. They got to do a big fancy thing with your circuit breaker box because it's got so much juice going to it. And it's a whole thing. So, maybe my next car. What will that be, Sean? You'll be like 50 years old. Well, I was going to say, my last car lasted 11 years, so I'm hoping, hoping for that again. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you guys that my car has an app that I can lock, unlock, and start it from. The app. Okay. That's now, it. Tell, are you gonna, <laughs> what kind of car is it? It's a it's a it's a Hyundai Elantra GT, which is like the sporty hatchback. Is the GT stand for good times? Yes, actually, it does. That's really so you've seen it. So, you know, but it's it's all it's all uh, Internet connected. So I'm pulling up the app here. But at any time, I can click the button and pull down uh, the status of my vehicle, where it's located like, is the hood and trunk closed or the doors locked? Um, and I can be anywhere, and it tells me because it pings it up to a satellite in outer space. So. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I don't know how useful it is. Yeah. Uh, have you used it yet, like, in earnest? No, it just got activated today, but there's, like, a little status of... Uh, of my car and it's in park and the engine's off Hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I could, it's in my garage, so I'm not going to start it, but you know, you can lock it and unlock it and do all kinds of fun stuff. You can turn it off. Yeah. You can turn it off after you've turned it on. But now what I was looking at, because I'm a total insane person was, Mm. um, cause I, you know, what Alexa integration. That would be cool, and I would like that. But no, I was thinking if, like, in the winter I wanted to remote start it in the morning, it's in a garage. You can't do it. So I'm like, now I have to get a smart garage door opener. So when yeah. I activate the car, it opens the garage door. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> it sure is a slippery slope. That uh, that battery charger is starting to look pretty reasonable. Was- <laughs> yeah, if you added up all the dumb shit I bought. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> but oh man. Anyway, I'll report back on how that works. 
Hopefully I'm not like apt locked out of my car when I don't have Wi-Fi or something. That seems like the kind of thing that would happen to me. Does it have a key? It uh it no, it doesn't have a key. There's no key anywhere on the door. You can't open the door with a key. So it's all it's all electronic. This and the ins- wow. you know how on the inside cars they have like a little a little tab or a little something that clicks when it's locked and you can physically unlock it? My car doesn't have that. It just has handles. It's all electronic. But so is it good for kidnapping then? Like you can oh, you can you can pick people up and they just can't get out? Exactly. That's that's why I got it. That's <laughs> oh, its best perfect. feature. I'm just afraid one of these days like the battery's gonna die and I'm gonna be like trapped in the car. <laughs> that's pretty terrifying. I'm assuming it doesn't work that way, but I also didn't ask. Um, I is probably there like have. an emergency button, like a big red button you hit and it just blows the doors off or something? <laughs> You're thinking of James Bond and this is the wrong show for that. Oh, might be. Might be. That would have been a useful feature. The ejector seat. <laughs> yes. Could have come in handy. Yes. But anyway, alas, we must move on and talk about the news. You know, they used to say all the news that's fit to print. Well, we've got a few stories worthy of putting into our spreadsheet. I'll let you two decide what we're going to start with while you're doing that. I want to thank everybody who's joining us live right now at Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show and on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show. We appreciate you being here every Monday night, roughly 10 Eastern. We'll say about 10, 15 Eastern on those respective sites. If you're joining us live, thank you. You can post a comment in either chat. We're keeping an eye on it. Uh, guys, what's up first? There's only one story. And it's the first one on the list. Oh no! Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> Headline: Apple cancels AirPower wireless charger. Uh, quote from the Apple Senior Vice President of Hardware Engineering, Dan Riccio, in a statement, after much effort, we've concluded AirPower will not achieve our high standards and have canceled the product project. We apologize to those customers who are looking forward to this launch, a.k.a. you guys. Uh, we continue to believe that the future is wireless and are committed to push the wireless experience forward. Uh, the power mat was first announced during the iPhone 10 event back in September of 2017, so about uh, a year and a half ago when it unveiled wireless charging. They said it would ship sometime in 2018. Eh, it's been quiet ever since. Um, supposedly, it had to do with engineering challenges and overheating issues uh, with interference between the multiple coils in the single device. Um, more than 550 days after being announced, it now seems it will never ship. Guys, tragedy. What's especially tragic is how much I had to eat my words from, because I believe I said on this show that I was going to get those AirPods, which I did get. <laughs> so that I could use them for air power when air power comes out. Did you keep your receipt? Uh, no. Oh, boy. So, okay, but we can get into the AirPods. It's, it's kind of nice having two pairs of AirPods. You ever forget your AirPods at the office? You ever leave your charger at the office, but put the... This probably isn't as much of a problem for you, Sean. No. Uh... But for me, I like I could put the AirPods in, be using them at work, and then be like, "All right, cool, I'm heading out," and then leave, get all the way home, go to put my 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 dongles back in their dongle box, and then realize I have no dongle box. Now I would have a dongle box. I mean, you can't um, have too many dongle boxes. Let's be real, right? So it's not a not a total loss, uh, but it is definitely a loss. 
I, I, so I think it is interesting reading about how complicated it was because I didn't realize it was that complicated having never used an electric charger, electric charger, <laughs> wireless charger that wasn't the Apple Watch charger for any length of time. I assumed that you could like it would be easy to make a big charging pad that you could put many things on. Mm-hmm. It never really occurred to me that all the existing chargers you can only put one thing on or you have to be like okay, the watch goes here, specifically here, and then the phone goes specifically here. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Apple That's thought true. they could crack it. And they were wrong. Um yeah. yeah, it's it is a bummer. So, does anyone here use a wireless charger on the regular? Colby. Yes. Should I be using a wireless charger? Yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty good. It's good in every case except the case when you want your phone to charge as fast as possible. Okay, so you keep yeah, it fair. at home. This where I, I also yeah I also don't so one thing I've been waiting for the stupid air power pad to come out to buy any more wireless chargers which uh hey now it's free open season <laughs> right now now I can now I'm free to do do whatever I want um but yeah I like it especially with like living living an Apple Watch lifestyle when I'm home I don't need to have my phone on me usually so it works you just plop it plop it right down there and, and it gives you a little buzz a little buzz alright did you get the wire cutter pick yeah it was different at the time though yeah they've changed okay. it a couple times uh, since uh, launching it well I am sad about the air power, and hopefully one day we will get the uh, the tell-all expose <laughs> on air power. I guess it does seem really hard now that I know more about it. <laughs> I will say, Dan, if you are looking for a wireless charger, because I have several, um, the uh, Anchor, which is sort of the cheap pick from the wire cutter, um, mm-hmm. I love mine. It's really great. I have the stand-up one. Okay. Um, in my kitchen, and it works really great. Uh, the only thing is, it's like it's not really for at there because there's really no sides to it and no grip to it. So you put your phone on it, but don't like if you kind of bang or something, it might shift a little bit. That's the only thing. But it's great. It works great, and the price is good. Um, I also have a Samsung one, or do I have two Samsung ones? And those are really great as well. Hmm. And there are some that do a combo phone charger apple watch charger so at least that'll help you out a little bit interesting um because one of my big desires for the air power was to just bring one charger when i go places that could charge all three of the things well i mean technically right it can i guess apple watch is a little different but if you get right if you get a combo apple watch wireless charger you just can't do the phone and the airpods at the same time i mean they'll both work um you just have to be strategic about when you use them right not ideal 
but there you go the belkin valet <laughs> phone charger it doesn't look especially portable it looks like uh, a giant headphone stand here i'll put it put it in black <laughs> Not exactly very portable. No. Wow, okay. Okay, here's an interesting thing. See this product video, which is very dramatic and very Apple-like from Belkin on this page? Mm-hmm. Click on the show transcript button underneath it. It's not just... It's not actually a transcript of any words at all because no one says anything. It's a textual <laughs> description of what happens in the video. The Belkin logo appears before the screen fades to black. The light reflects <laughs> off of a glossy black T-shaped bar. A caption reads, Valet, TM, charge dock for Apple Watch Plus iPhone. <laughs> this is a you, brilliant. This is like poetry. A caption reads, Versa case, TM, dial for case compatibility. Yeah, this is <laughs> like some sort of, this is a, a poem where like the refrain is, a caption reads. But it's so dramatic. The thick, rectangular base of the stand has a small chip on top. An iPhone <laughs> is slotted into the chip. The iPhone display screen reads, 100% charged. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you charging it? Uh, oh, it doesn't. The iPhone part isn't wireless, though. That seems lame. Not? No. No, oh, no yeah. it's just a regular dock. A dock. I mean, I guess it technically gets the job done, but... Ugh. Not in a fun techie way. So, yep, our long-running joke of air power never coming out will come true, and it will never see it. <laughs> now, the question is, do you think they'll release just a regular wireless Apple wireless charger? No. I don't understand why not. Because they, if they, they don't release, they hardly release any accessories at all. What was the last like? dope apple accessory that came out that wasn't that that had competitors like the apple pencil doesn't really have competitors and the yeah but the the, smart covers i guess kind of could in in theory yeah but they compete with i you know they sell lightning cables which is really what wireless charging competes with okay but you can't you have to sell a cable that charges your thing i just think because there was um right before the Apple event last week, two weeks ago, um, in an iOS update, I don't know if it was a beta or real one, there was um, code in there about the wire. You remember how the Air Power had that special code with Apple devices where it would like work with show the battery power, um, a software overlay that could display the current charge for the different devices and things like that. That code was in iOS, which I don't know why mm. that would be in there if they weren't launching a wireless charger. That's my only thought, is is I think what they can do different is the software side stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Was, I read something different, something somewhere, I genuinely don't remember where this was. This may have been a comment on something that suggested that maybe the problem they had was like the like compliance stuff, like their strict, like, uh, compliance rules about like interference and like uh, electronic noise and that the, whoever was was suggesting that like maybe the way they designed the 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 charger like it just couldn't it it created too much interference or something so 
it was like uh they weren't ex- they were expecting to launch it but they were sort of were unable to because of regulatory reasons that it's would make sense yeah that would make sense yeah I don't know. Sad times. I wanted to charge all the things. Now I can't. Charge one thing at a time. Like a caveman. But see, but the... So what... Yes? I'm going to put this in the Slack. Um, Slack attack. Dan, just get one of these. The, the issue is it won't work with Apple Watch. That's the issue. Does Apple Watch work on regular wireless chargers? Okay, now, I, I don't know. I am confused because the wire cutter's pick says, hey, this will charge uh, an Apple Watch and an iPhone, but I don't understand how. But if you look at that first review on that page... uh. It does say the first review is like, yeah, it charges an Apple Watch and an iPhone. I'm like, how? Because it, what's, what charging standard does the Apple Watch use? I apologize I to everybody listening, and it's just us typing things into Google all episode. Click, clack, click, clack. Okay, so know. apparently they use. A tweaked version of the QI standard says this random website. Hmm. Um, the Apple Watch well, charger is is based on QI, but they decided not to submit it for interoperability testing to the QI consortium. Hmm. Interesting. So you might be screwed you'll you'll never get one charger that charges all those devices unfortunately oh my god there's an ikea assembly manual for this wireless charger what was it plug in the cable it is somehow four pages long yeah i love me some step IKEA. one plug one end of the cable into the thing that plugs into the wall <laughs> step two i guess put your phones on the charger do not put them off of the pluses Step three, plug the USB cable into the charger, and now you're done. And remember, Dan, deviation from the assembly instructions may result in a risk of fire or electric shock, as you know what. Yeah, no deviation. No if deviation. you're confused, don't wait. Call Ikea now. <laughs> Call your pals at Ikea. Um, Ikea also apparently sells, like, desk lamps with a wireless charger built into the base. It's They've got a niche-y. lot of big tech stuff. Um, Who knew? And I, they got smart lines like, and speakers yeah, and rechargeable batteries. Yeah. Their smart home appliances are supposed to be very cheap and good. I'm not sure if they're general availability yet, though. Well, I know that they are. I don't know if they're fully rolled out mm-hmm. yet, but they're rolling out um, Sonos powered speakers shortly. Uh, they're not out yet. Well. But um, I think in the next month or two, they're supposed to announce them. So it's pretty cool. <sighs> OK, we have to move on. I'm getting too sad. Yeah, we're running out of time. You know, we can't just do one story and leave, even though we've eaten up 40 minutes of the evening. So what's our next and likely final story? Colby? There, are, there are six in here. We've talked about one. 
some of these are interesting. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go through the go through the the list. Pandora integrated ads with your voice. That's weird. Um, Facebook charged with housing discrimination. Sure, they're bad. Uh, Google unveils cloud gaming. I don't know. We've done this before. Uh, Verizon launches free service for identifying and blocking spam calls. Interesting. I would do the Verizon one or the EU one. I mean, the Verizon one, one's of which a, I understand. The Verizon one's a pretty quick one. Um, there's not a ton to it. Uh, they launched a new. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. They didn't launch a new app. Verizon has had an app for a while um, called Call Filter. But they used to charge $2.99 a month per line for it. They've now extended the app to include a free version. Uh, the $2.99 a month version will still exist. The free call filter app uh, will uh, include spam detection, spam filtering, and allow you to report numbers into them. Um, uh, very similar to Dan's pick, uh, RoboKiller, uh, which you picked earlier on the show. The same idea. It'll integrate yeah. with iOS, so it will know when phone numbers come in. Um, and it will automatically uh, detect which ones are spam and filter them out. Um, you will get that for free. Uh, there's also a $2.99 a month pro version, which will include uh, a caller ID. So if Verizon knows who that number is. It'll show the name on your phone, even if they're not in your contacts. You'll also have a personal block list um, and the ability to look up spam calls. To activate it, you just install Verizon's dedicated app available for Android and iOS. Um that's basically so, the whole story. I installed I, it before sure. the show. Does it work? How often do you get spam calls? I'm actually pretty lucky. It's like one a day. That's, that's, I don't know. That seems pretty bad. I always thought people got more. How many do you get? Well, I don't, how many make it through RoboKiller? Oh, no, I'm saying that's how many go into RoboKiller. Oh, okay. Let me check out RoboKiller. Uh, 27th, 25th, 20th, 20th, 14th, 4th, 27th. So, no, like one a week. I feel like I get one a week. Though, recent, the last week I had a bunch, but. Yeah. So, did anyone else listen to the, you know, I think a semi-famous reply all about the, the robo callers? Mm-hmm. I was very unsatisfied by it. It was basically like, oh, yeah, lots of people have robocalls, and this is how they make money. I was like, but literally, how do they do it? And then I listened to one today where someone else was upset by this, and they are like, oh, and now we've totally satisfied them. Except they still didn't satisfy me. They alighted this whole <laughs> part about how, like, oh, well, you know, it used to be that if you were a phone company, you could, like, offer these services to people but now anyone could be a phone company because of voice over ip and i'm like whoa 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 i i don't understand i couldn't like get off the phone right now and like be my own phone provider like to to spoof calls how would i even go about that is there just some like be a phone provider.com twilio i mean twilio can do stuff like that but does twilio let you doesn't let you pick an arb it, it lets you pick an arbitrary phone number. I'm pretty sure that all of these, all of this sort of number indirection is is possible with Twilio. I know this because when I was working at HubSpot, 
there was there was like integrated calling in the CRM, and this was a feature that people asked us to implement. Uh, and the answer was, yes, we could do that, and no, we won't, because it's very weird. And how would they? What euphemism would they use to ask for it? Uh, no euphemism. So, what would they say? I want. Yeah, so the the uh, the business rationale was like we're a national company, um, but we deal with like local people and provide like we're like coordinating a local service, but we're a national company. So like we want people to pick up the phone when they get a call from one of our numbers. Uh, so we want the number to show up in their area code, that sort of thing show up in their area code. So you're Colby's We're, telecom out of Dallas, yeah, Fort Worth. Spoofing. And, right. But you're talking to Sean in Springfield. You want it to show up as Springfield or Dallas, Fort Worth? You want it to show up as the customer's area yeah, code. Yeah, your area code. Right. Or an okay. area code of, like, the area of interest, right? Like... If Springfield is the area of biz- where the business is happening, <laughs> that's what that you know that's Springfield's motto: where the business is happening. <laughs> Wink. That's my uh, that's my campaign slogan. It really <laughs> has though. Spoofing really has ruined the ability to answer random phone calls because it used to be you really could just be like, oh, it's an eight hundred number or something. Don't answer it. And now all like most of the spam calls I get do come from my area code. Uh, which is really frustrating. Yeah. Well, now it's like the opposite. Like if I get a Rhode Island, if I get a phone call from a Rhode Island number, it's guaranteed spam. Like right. a Rhode Island number that's not in my address book. That's a smart yep. idea. Get a phone number not in the area code you live in. Yep. That's the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. That's a good get idea. A, get, we should just all get Alaska phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but then we could never move to Alaska. No. <laughs> that's true. That be? I guess we can. We got to pick a place that you definitely don't want to move to. Nebraska. South Dakota, Tuscaloosa. I, I feel like I would rather move to South Dakota than Nebraska. <laughs> Whoa, Nebraska. throwing shots! I feel like no South Dakota has some of the same stuff that Alaska has. In that it's kind of a cool, remote, forested, mountainous locale. Right. Nebraska is just fields. Just fields of fields, dreams. Fields and tornadoes. Yeah. Feel- yeah, exactly. If I, you know, Alaska, you got some really cool uh, tsunamis. So it wasn't there like the largest wave ever recorded was in Alaska, I'm pretty sure. Is that what they're known for? I feel like that's a thing they talked about on Roderick on the line once. Is this not true? And there was a oh, guy that survived the wave. Yes, you're right, Colby. <laughs> that's where I heard of it. The 1958 Latoya Bay Alaska mega tsunami. Wow. Didn't even know such a thing existed. A record run up height of 1,720 feet. That's like the Empire State Building. (laughs) It's quite a wave. Yeah, I was thinking, I actually just the other day watched uh, John Oliver last week tonight. They did a bit on robocalling. And I was trying to think of evil ways we could use it, like to promote the show. Like, could, do you guys think you could set up robocalling and it could be like, hi, yeah, this is hi, this is Colby from Don't Panic. I'm not Maybe a robot. A challenge. I'm just calling to see if you're interested in a new podcast. 
Maybe that's what podcasts need. They just need a uh, organized, automated robot army of spam callers to 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 walk people through how to download Overcast. <laughs> God forbid they use Apple Podcasts. That's insane. Is there a podcast client that ships on Android at this point? Uh, I don't know. If, well, where does Google Podcasts live? I think it's its own app, but I don't know if it ships as a default or not. Because for a while it was in Google Music, but I think it's spun off. Hmm. One of us really has to get an Android phone. Well, Colby already did his time, so it's oh, going to be one of us. Oh, no. Don't make me. Don't make I'll me. I'll do it again, but only after the two of you have done it. <laughs> after we've ruined like, our like, lives. It's like trading off DM privileges. Yeah. It's like on-call, on-call rotation. <laughs> <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> All righty. Uh, gentlemen. It's that time yes. of the show where we move on to picks. Each of us brings something fun we want to share with the world. And boy, have we got some fun picks this week. How exciting. Dan's going to go first. Oh, I never get to go first. That's why you're going first. <laughs> okay, we. I think we briefly talked about this last episode. Uh, but there is a interesting show on Netflix called Love, Death, and Robots. Which is, oh yeah, we talked about it in the context of the Apple uh original series the uh that sci-fi anthology series i forget what it was called or who was in it um i was thinking it was the jj abrams one that's what it was Mm -hmm. um this is also an anthology series so each episode is standalone it it connects to the other in no way and they're designed to be like short stories but some of them are like really short like 10 minutes 15 minutes some of them get to like the 20-minute, half-hour mark. Uh, but they're they're all really weird, not in a, like, I have no idea what's going on way, but in a visually weird way. They're all very visually distinct. Mm-hmm. But not just from each other, but from, like, almost anything else I've seen. Uh, I think all animated, but I haven't watched them all yet. Uh, and a little... Violent, and some of them are kind of violent and gory, and some of them are just like weird and funny. Uh, so you kind of don't know what you're gonna get until you pop it open, and then it doesn't last that long. So if you didn't like it, yeah, who cares? Uh, and it, so far, every time an episode is finished, I've been like, ah, like, okay, where do I get more of these like guys? I actually I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, and the answer is there is no more. You just saw all of it, and you're free to think about like how this happened and where they go from here in your own head. And I really appreciate that. Hmm. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Like I watched like four or five of them. I enjoyed it. Same experience. Some of them were a whole thing. Yeah. Some of them were a lot. Some of them were more interesting. Well, all of them were interesting, I'll say. Some of them were more upsetting than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that first one was, whew. Oh boy. They got me. They got me. <laughs> yeah. I've almost never gotten, and they got me. <laughs> and, and so quickly, too. The turnaround time on the getting was really what was impressive, I think. Anyway, Sean, you should check this out. I'm going to check it out. 
I'm going to check it out. It's very low commitment for you. That's you great. You can watch one 15-minute episode and be caught up on the entire series. That I love it. That is right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been... Uh-huh. Uh, I've been catching up on a show I may pick later. I won't reveal the name. Uh, that is, uh, each episode is 23 minutes long. And, and even that is like, oh man. Is it a show called 24? <laughs> no, it's a show called 23. It's the prequel. <laughs> it's a y- young uh, Jack Bauer. Um, all right, cool. Good pick. Uh, Love Death Robots available on a Netflix near you. I will go next. Complete will take us home. I got a new Twitter account. And this one's Ooh, fun. Complete. Mondo Mascots, twitter.com slash Mondo, M-O-N-D-O, Mascots. It is a Twitter account that highlights weird Japanese mascots, which is awesome. It is good fun. Um, <laughs> they they post a lot, like multiple times a day, so you're not running out of those. But, you know, something like, I'll put up on the screen here, but Yoshiro, a 17th century sword fighter with an apricot for a nose, is the mascot for the shopping district in Chikuma City, Japan. Or, uh, TV channel Nippon BS has a new mascot called Bachibu, an intergalactic octopus. He is the prince of the Chuchu Takioka star, which has a short lifespan of only one to five years. So he escaped to Earth, where he was discovered by a television executive. All kinds of weird nonsense like that, and they're fun to look at, and they're confusing, and they're usually mashups of very odd combinations. Um, you know, uh... Obimaru is a Frankenstein's monster made up of various local delicacies from uh, Hokkaido, Japan. A melon head with bullhorns, a bowl of rice for a body, an octopus cape, fish for feet, and scallop hands. <laughs> and this thing is bizarre. Sounds like a Love Death Robots episode. Exactly. <laughs> it's fun. So check it out. If you're on Twitter, follow Mondo Mascots. Now- I have so many questions. I I need a reply all episode about this. Like, <laughs> my understanding is that these kind of mascots are a very American thing, but usually only for sports teams. How, how did this happen? That is an outstanding question because there's all you know, uh, a mascots for all kinds of things you wouldn't even know needed like, a mascot. Baseball is big in Japan. Do they have mascots for the baseball teams, or do they not? I I have so many questions. Hagoon, the diaper bear, is a hybrid of a bear and a diaper. With long arms for hugging, he is the mascot of goon diapers. And it's just just crazy. I, I truly don't know where these come from, or even if they're real. But they're very silly, so. Oh my god. This might have to be an up for debate episode. Wait a second. Mascots. Wait a second. Zany, we can't, Japanese we cannot end the episode yet. Well, Colby hasn't even done his pick yet. Oh, good. Okay. Here. Check out this uh, Japanese, supposedly Japanese baseball mascot. Posting it in. Ah, oh, come on, you stupid piece of crap. Posting it in the channel now. Oh, the fish. Oh, there was a great um, there was a great video of this guy in uh, at the. Uh, yeah, with his yeah. fish skeleton. <laughs> There's a great video of him at a baggage claim at the airport 
that was on the Mondo Mascots channel. And just the head part was on the belt and he ran and dove into it when it was on the belt and like then ran <laughs> off with it. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't get it, but it's colorful and I like it. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Colby, take us home. What do you got? Nice. Uh, mine is an Instagram comic called strange planet. Uh, and these comics all follow pretty much the same format. Like they are like four panels uh, and they feature like these aliens uh, and they look like the most generic aliens you can imagine, but all of them are doing uh, some normal human thing to be doing, but they talk about it in a very weird way. And it uh, it's hard to explain, but it encourages a sort of like self-reflection on the human condition that is like is pretty spot on. Um I think it's really funny. So, uh, yeah, you should so, check it out. How, what is an Instagram comic? I mean, I don't know if it's a, if Instagram comic is the, the right thing to say here, but it is a comic that is posted on Instagram. Okay. I mean, it's formatted uh, square. One... I guess that's right. unique. It's, it, the format seems to be designed for the Instagram medium in that it is, it, most of these are like four square panels arranged in a square. So it fits perfectly in the... Oh, so you view it on the like overview page? Or you view each one individually? No, you view... I mean, you can view it on the overview page, but like I've subscribed to this, so I get... Um, like I get new ones in my feed all the time. Like each post is a standalone comic. I see. It's an anthology series, if you will. <laughs> That's the theme of today's episode. Yes. They're great, though. Yeah, these are fun and going uh, quite viral. Indeed. They've been all over the place. I could... It's Nathan W. Pyle Strange Planet is the name of the account. It would be much easier if you just went to don'tpanic.io where we'll have a link to that and all the pics so you can easily follow it there. But it's a solid pick. A solid, I could do a whole episode on webcomics. Oh! I'm a big webcomic guy. Is that a good up for debate topic? Is that what you're saying? No, uh, the, the weird Japanese mascots. I think webcomics could be a good one, too. That Maybe just early 2000s internet. <laughs> oh, no, that's a slippery slope. <laughs> that that we're going to get some Reddit heat from. Got your Homestar Runner. Oh, no. Newgrounds. You don't want to take a trip down memory lane? I was too poor. I was reading books back then. I wasn't wasting time. I didn't waste time on the internet until later. That's too bad. I know. Shame on me. That's why I'm so boring. <laughs> um... Well, good. Like I said, our website, don'tpanic.io, it's where you can see the links to all of those as well as all of our episodes, the audio, the video, they're all there. And of course, information on how to subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts, including Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, now on Spotify. We're in all those places. You can get the video version on YouTube as well. And of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and email us don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody who joined us live tonight. We had a few people hanging out with us. We appreciate that as always. It's a lot of fun. Uh, gentlemen, anything you would like to say or plug before we wrap up the episode? We went this whole episode without doing any April Fool's jokes that we are aware of. I'm very proud of us. I'm just ignoring it. Did you guys get caught by any today? No. No. I got do caught you by listen one. To your, uh, uh, do you listen to your disco cover weekly? 
That was a cute one. You know, I w- kind of wish I had Spotify because I actually would have enjoyed that like aggressively. Uh, yeah, that's right up my alley. Oh, it's pretty good. It was Wait, pretty what? Good. The the Spotify April Fools uh, thing was that today everyone had a thing that looked a lot like their Discover Weekly, but it was called the Disco Cover Weekly, and it was like your Discover Weekly, but composed entirely of cover songs of disco songs. I don't think I got that. Also, my Spotify isn't loading. You might want to... Uh... <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> That's a great thing about downtime. You can just say it's a prank. It's just my <laughs> Discovery Weekly isn't loading, so that's oh, no. there's some more debug information for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Crash or... Maybe everyone else found out about this at the same time. <laughs> Could be. I was... Um, yeah. I was going to try and get my company to put out a press release saying we had hired Bob the Builder, but they didn't. They weren't on board for <laughs> That's that. That's another good one. I thought that would have so been funny. We have good ideas. And no one wants to hear it. We're too serious. So, like, there were no good April Fool's shows this it's year. It's over. And it's there over. There haven't been for a long time. Shut it down. They need to hire Sean Jennings to get their butts back in gear and have some actually good April Fool's shows. Here, here's a here's a business idea. April Fool's consultant, Sean Ooh. Jennings. You uh, are so good at it that you only have to work like one month out of the year. Yes. It's March. Spoiler alert. And then uh, <laughs> you move on with your life. You, well, for you, the big accounts, you're going to start planning for the next April Fool's. At the yeah, that, that's, the that's probably April. true. You're going to get in early. Right, right. Yeah. I like that idea. That's a good one. Indeed. Put that in my back pocket. <laughs> but unfortunately we're out of time this evening so that's going to wrap us up on this episode uh i'll briefly te- n- n- if anyone's listening they're not listening this everyone's already stopped playing it at this point right do you guys ever listen to like the end of a podcast episode um uh, only if i my hands are not available hmm. <laughs> Oof. doing what we don't want to know or um, i don't realize that it's ending because it's the first time i'm listening to the podcast <laughs> I hear the music. I'm like, oh, now it happens. Like, oh, this is ending music. Well, despite the fact that nobody's probably listening, uh, Colby's going to be joining us this week on a new Up for Debate talking about James Bond. So you're going to want to check that out over at upfordebate.tv. We've got Roger Moore, his first three. Some of them are good. Some of them are not. Which ones you're going to have to tune in to find out. But we've got to end this here. So on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks, folks, for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll be back next time with more tech news and good times on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.